Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jack Farmer, and this is Elite of the Week, coming to you live from the world-famous Elite of the Week studios, and have we got a show for you. We've got celebrity guests, we've got former world champs in action, and two titles on the line. But before we get into all that, I need to bring on my first co-host, the man who's even better than a genius billionaire playboy philanthropist because every argument he makes ends with me saying, oh, snap. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Flo Bo Boys. Flo Bo, how you doing, buddy? I have never heard you say, oh, snap, in my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap. Uh, Y'all, I'm good, man. I'm good. It is a brand new week, a new season of wrestling, and AEW Dynamite brings the heat. The explosions, the boom, it's all good, baby. Yeah, and for those of you who are new to the show, I always introduce Flobo by alluding to a comic book character. And while everyone's sort of settling in and finding their seats in the chat, I always like to see if people can guess who it is. I feel like this one's pretty on the nose if you know anything about comic books, but you never know. Sometimes hey. it's a little bit tricky. Do you feel confident you know who it is? I think I do. This could be my one of my favorite comic book characters of all time. All right. Well, you know what? Now that we uh, have the game, uh, it's time to introduce our third partner. You see, we don't ride alone. He is the Spinderella to our salt and pepper. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for the law doctor, Roger Corral. I'm going to spin for you guys. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ah, snap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, keep, keep snap. going, Flo, but we're going to clear time. <laughs> I want to say push it on the <laughs> I am good. I... <laughs> uh, now, you guys, we got a, this is a special episode. You see, we have a special guest, a man not seen in a long time Christian around King. these parts. Christian but King. we brought him back under the guise of long form storytelling. He's hailing from inside the booth. Macho Libre himself, Josh Alonzo. Guess who's back? And just like Mike Tyson, I'm going to keep everything, all you guys in line. I'm going to call it down the middle. I have no bias, any shenanigans. We're going to get down. Whoa. I love it. It's so good here in the Super Producer back in action. It's been too long, Josh. How have you been? I'm doing pretty well, man. Life is going great. I got my two vaccines, so I'm ready to party. Oh, nice. Oh, that two vaccine flex. Respect. Siri, just go out there and (laughs) cough in faces. (laughs) This guy went and got two J&Js, didn't he? (laughs) I live life recklessly. I'm just like, one J&J is not enough. I got to get two. (laughs) (laughs) I go every week and get one just to be safe. Um, not how that you guys, I haven't gotten mine yet. I keep, I want to tomorrow, but, uh, tomorrow, everyone in California gets tomorrow. They're nice. saying to me, Jack, you're just so healthy and so, <laughs> oh, right, and so right. young right. and vivacious. You don't need one. And so I go, okay, I guess. Kobe but, doesn't even try. It's like, whatever. No, Kobe's <laughs> like, hell no. Um, so before we get started with, uh, everything, just real quick thoughts, Josh, you're new. What'd you think of this week's episode of AEW Dynamite? This week's episode was great. I haven't really been watching as of lately. I tend to switch off from WWE to AEW. Uh, mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks has been a lot more WWE type of stuff, but this week I got back into AEW. Last time I saw AEW was the lights out match between uh, Dr. Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa, which... Oh my goodness, what a barn burner of a match. But this week's episode was really great. Great, uh, great to see Death Triangle back in again. I love that tag team. Uh, yeah. As well as seeing my boy Mike Tyson in the picture. So can't wait for that. <laughs> and you can't wait for the Blood and Guts match coming up soon. So a year later. About that. Lots of stuff brewing. And uh, kind of as Flobo mentioned, it's the sort of the new season of pro wrestling now that WrestleMania is coming gone. Uh, Flobo, how did you feel about this episode? I know you usually split your time between NXT and AEW, but tonight you got a full helping of AEW. <laughs> uh, you know, I think me and Haywood will know exactly how you feel. It feels like I was forgetting something. And I was like, no, I already watched NXT. There's only one screen on. It felt pretty comfortable to sit back and watch all the action and listen to Tony Schiavone and and, and get uh, the, the commentary a little bit more. Because sometimes you split the commentary. You only get the enhancement you need sometimes. It's a different experience. I dig it. It was cool. Yeah, Roger. 
Did you did you enjoy it? I did. It was a night of low blows, and I am always down for low blows. I <laughs> thought it was an excellent night. It was fun. And yeah. I thought this was a really good episode in that I, I felt a little bit like AEW knew that they might have a few more viewers than they typically do. And so it felt to me like they were trying to showcase the different things they have, whether it be the fast paced tag team match or the hardcore kind of no DQ match at the end or the women's division and things like that. It felt like they were just trying to show a few samplings of what they have on AEW. And so I, I enjoyed it. And in fact, Monge says in the chat, this is the first full episode he's seen. So <laughs> you are not missing out time limit draws, Mon. That's the only thing by AW we didn't see today. Did you guys shed a tear kind of like back in when WCW got bought? Remember that first week when there was no more night show against Raw? That's kind of what tonight felt like. I um, did miss I, I miss the idea. Like I like I like wars. I think they're fun. I mean, well, you know, Raiden's Wars, not like, <laughs> that's gonna get, <laughs> someday I'm going to run for president and that's going to be the clip that keeps playing. <laughs> it zooms in. Do you trust this man? 20 years <laughs> I love wars. wars. I love the wars. moderator at debate show. Jack, is it true that you said you love wars? <laughs> <laughs> yes. He'll be like, dumb wars. <laughs> Um, well, so this is how the show works for, oh, I guess, um, well, yeah, so this is how the show works. We'll explain how it works real quick. Uh, basically what happens is I watch AEW dynamite and we power rank the wrestlers one through 10. So whether it be because of wins and matches, strong promos, all these things go into their power ranking and we rank them one through 10. And then whenever someone gets ranked number one, they get 10 points. Number two gets nine points. Number eight gets, uh, no, I'm going backwards. One gets 10, <laughs> two gets nine, three gets eight. You know how it works. And basically what I do is I add up these points over the course of the year. So at the end of the year, we're going to have a true blue power rankings for the best wrestlers of the year. And it's going to be the most accurate ranking system there can be because we're keeping track week in and week out. It's really the highest honor you can get in all of pro wrestling being number one on this list. So I know everyone's really eager to see how they do. That's how it goes. But before we get to number one, I started the show. I introduced Flobo Boyce, and I always allude to a comic book character. I said that he's even better than a genius billionaire playboy philanthropist because every argument he makes ends in an oh snap. Now, does anyone in the chat want to take a guess? Or Flobo, do you just want to take a stab at who it could be? Or maybe roger or uh, josh do you guys want to take a stab at who i could be alluding to talking about flobo to start the show are we getting points for this no imagine <laughs> do we, we get like a cookie or something because it's it's just so i can kill time while people <laughs> shuffle it means a lot when he says that every week i'm just killing time by giving you hype Is that i cool? mean because if you start right away at like eight o'clock then people miss the beginning they're like who was number one what happened you got to give them time to come in and see what's happening that's that's how it works how this, is like the <laughs> this is like the previews <laughs> before the movie airs guys oh okay yeah yes well, exactly Everyone who knows me knows that I'm a DC guy and I don't like Marvel, except for one guy on the entire company. And his name is Tony Stark. Iron Man's my choice. That is who it is. It's Iron Man, of course. Come on. Such a famous line he used in that first Avengers movie. How could it not be him? But you guys made me feel bad for killing time. You guys made me feel bad for <laughs> filibustering while we wait for people to come in. So, very political today. Yeah, this you didn't realize this is a political show oh roger that's what we have you on for um, so we're gonna go ahead and start at number one it's darby allen new outfit same unstoppable attitude took a beating before turning things around and even though he got beat down by the hardy family office he was smart enough to get out of the ring until reinforcements could arrive in the vein of the dark order and sting after weathering the storm of outside interference he continued to take a beating on the stage through the tunnel backstage back to the tunnel and back to the stage but it was here that his resilience paid off and he got the upper hand by crawling up the trussing and hitting a coffin drop that wasn't a trust fall due to his trust in anyone else. It was a trust in himself and he retains in a main event that post-Wednesday Night Wars showed a potential new audience just what they can expect from AEW and that is the unexpected. 
Josh, let's give it to you. How do you feel about Darby Allen coming in at number one? I definitely do agree. I mean, I love the main event of tonight. I definitely love the resiliency factor of Darby Allen because you know he's the type of guy that can take a major, major beating. And just like any good underdog story, he always finds a way to win it at the end. And when Matt, I mean, I legitimately thought Matt Hardy was going to win the title tonight because of all the shenanigans that happened with his crew and everything and the low blow. I'm just like, oh, are we going to see that title change? But when I finally saw that coffin drop as jr said 20 feet off the trust and through the table i was just like game over darby's got it now uh roger do you agree do you think he deserves I, to be this high no i feel like any guy that's trying to kill himself before he's 40 doesn't belong as the number one guy like like <laughs> we we need you darby like this is just a regular dynamite episode it's not like a world heavyweight championship match it's not a pay-per-view match we destroyed Tony Khan's B-level gorilla area in the back for this. Like, like I, I feel like, no, man. Like, come on. It's too much. Fobo, I believe that, yeah, you should go all out every single time you're on TV <laughs> because I want to enjoy the show. Am I asking too much? Does Roger have a point? It's hard to say because I understand where you're coming from, Jack, but if it was actually you, you probably would tap out backstage. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Look, the match was phenomenal. It was great. Uh, I'm someone who was not to, not to rag on the guy, but I've sold my stock in Matt Hardy about a while ago. But that said, the match was great. But I got to say, as long as he's on the show, Christian Cage will always be number one. To me. He will always be number one. I'll work everybody. So look, I, I'm someone you're right. I wouldn't do it. That's why I sit behind a microphone, but I, I loved it. I thought this was great. I got to say, and maybe you guys can let me know if I'm off my rocker here, but when he, when Darby was wearing the pants, he looked bigger overall. Did he not? Josh, you're a, a super powerful weightlifter guy. Did he look bigger? <laughs> I think he was cosplaying as Braun Strowman with those pants. He just wanted to have that more strength and burliness to it. I mean, it's definitely a good look for him because it definitely adds a bit of an edge to it, like more or less like a militant uh, punk rock straight edge type of thing, which I think fits his character really great. And therefore, it kind of takes it to the extreme. So it definitely fits with what his persona is. I wonder if that's what he's going to wear from now on or if this was just a because it was a no DQ match thing. You know how some people wear like they tape up their hands differently and they wear different clothes. Yeah, like for in no certain DQ street matches. fights and everything, you'll have like a different attire, just like the death match. We saw Kenny Omega wear jeans and a t-shirt. So same thing like that. So it could be just in stipulation sense, but if this is a new look, I'm all for it. I feel like it's not as intimidating. Like if you go fight someone that's dressed like Darby Allen dressed today, you're like, all right, let's, let's get down. But if you go fight someone that's dressed like how Darby usually dresses and he has like little shorts on and pantyhose on, you're like, oh, this is gonna, <laughs> this is gonna be intense. Well, not like, when you not phrase pantyhose. it like that. <laughs> not when you phrase it like that. It's gonna I be mean, intense. Pantyhose I, intense. I was on board completely until you said the pantyhose. And then I was like, oh. <laughs> I, just, uh, I just see like this dude like, get some Gloria Vanderbilt. like, oh. <laughs> I just imagine what are those? What are the ones that come in the egg shaped thing? Yeah, his legs. <laughs> <My> eggs. <laughs> uh, now, Floyd, you're a character guy. You I like am. the characters of people. I thought this outfit made him look better, but I did feel like it took away from his character a bit, like and who he is and how he stands out. Do you think that's a fair statement for you to make? I agree. I think it's kind of a bit. I, I never liked the fact that this is kind of very I'm nitpicking, but I like the fact that Darby's shorts were hemmed. Like what did he do himself? <laughs> you know what I mean? So like I want something I want something different, but you're right. There's so many of that quasi militant look. I mean with mocks and everything else, it, it kind of like falls into the same table. But hem pants are weird, bro. Hem shorts are weird. This took a weird turn. I keep trying to get the train back on track and uh, Where just go Connor, do the runway. And we just do the uh the hem shorts with pantyhose. leggings with pantyhose. Um yeah. I guess this is as good as time as ever to say thank you guys so much for watching the show. Thank you for getting through this far into the show. Uh, it's very appreciated. If you could do us a favor, please hit the like button, leave a comment, uh, leave a five-star review if you're listening on iTunes. That's always a big deal for us. And if you could, share the show. That's how the show grows. And that's kind of the, the point of it right to <laughs> make the show grow uh so if you could do that that would be amazing and we would appreciate it so so much 
But guys, I think it's time for number two. You want to move on to number two? Who does number two work for? <laughs> number two, it's the Young Bucks. Open the show with a promo, which is always a bold move, and said what we all wanted to know. They chose friendship. They chose family. <laughs> they were sick of being frauds who just kept saying they were the best. They admitted Don Callis was right. They admitted they needed to be the young bucks of old. And now they are again doing what they always do with their speed, their tag team maneuvers, but even hitting big power moves like the power bombs on the ring apron. That's where their new attitude really seemed to shine ending the match quick with the removal of phoenix's mask to secure the win and people may boo this move but there is literally no rule against removing someone's mask so i call it a clean as a whistle win against one of the most dangerous tag teams on the roster roger you are a big phoenix fan and he kind of <laughs> took the brunt of this new attitude how do you feel about the young bucks being up at number two the Young Bucks, they kicked ass and they looked fly AF. Like, my goodness, they looked amazing. We already know Phoenix is out of this world. He's not human. I, I feel bad for this guy because this guy needs to latch his mask on. This is like the fifth, sixth time they've, someone's taken his mask off. And I know this is America, but if we were in Mexico, that would be an automatic disqualification. So we need, we need to upgrade our rules now that we're getting a lot of masked wrestlers. Anywho... The young black <laughs> you mass wrestler advocate. Excuse me, these rules are woefully out of date. We gotta talk that's, what about his, this. that's what his law doctor. Right? That's what, what do you think I've been studying this whole time? <laughs> wow. But the young bucks looked great. They looked fly. They looked great backstage. They looked great in the ring. And what a way to start off like the first Wednesday on your own without NXT with the young bucks. It was amazing. Now, if they did bring in the Mexican rules, there wouldn't be tagging anymore. So there's a whole, <laughs> a whole thing about bringing those rules in, Roger. It's it's not as easy as you think. But, <laughs> it's so political. Uh, uh, we're getting ropes. political again. Yeah, tag ropes. <laughs> Flobo. Yo. I'm a I hater, know yes. you're not always the biggest Young Bucks fan. I'm but, a hater. I mean, they had the promo. They had a great match. They retained. Do you think that that's enough to put him up at number two? Sure. And Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I, the Young Bucks are one of those things where, as, as my as our colleague Jim Alexander would say, are a finished product. You either are, you get them or you don't. And I can tell you, if you're a Young Bucks fan, seeing them in the all-white, seeing them actually hit hard and not pussyfooting around, this is what you want. This is peak Young Bucks. The problem is, as somebody who's seen them in the independent circuit, the questions I have, my my reservations are still there. So even though I would not put them on my top 10 list, you can't deny they had a choice spot in the card, and they made it happen tonight. What are they missing? Character. They're no longer young anymore. What does that mean to them? How can you be a young buck now with 15 years in the game? That has to change. You can evolve. I'm not saying that'd be stupid. I'm like the, I'm like the Backstreet Men. I'm just saying, yeah, evolve. Say. What, is that, what does that mean now? How have you grown? Jericho's done it. Why can't they? True. I mean, do you, so, Josh, do you agree? I totally agree statement. with Flobo. And right now, I'm going to call it right now. From the young bucks, they're going to call themselves the elderly moose. That's what I want to see. <laughs> The giant moose horn. Of them. <laughs> giant moose horns. I can already see it. It's going to be bangbusters, and it's going to uh, fire up the world right now. I can already count the money. But anyway, besides the point, I definitely do agree with Flobo. I do respect them as a tag team. They are great for what they do. It's just they're missing something, and I don't know what it is exactly. It's just I do enjoy watching their matches and everything, but I just can't get into their fan base and onto their bandwagon. I have no idea what it is. They're super talented. That promo today was amazing. Even the part that they said that we didn't feel hungry as much, it really hits a chord because there are times like in everyday life, you're doing so well, you just kind of get too comfortable and you don't really have that fire until they said we had we finally found that fire with Don Callis, and that's where it really ignited them to have this new attitude. So this could be it to me get into that Young Bucks bandwagon, but who knows? I'll still have to watch and see. 
I think this move that they're doing is going to help them in that regard because they were kind of vanilla for a long time. I mean, not that I, I, their ring work. I always love watching their matches and things, but I get from a, like on the microphone. I get it. You, you know, the, we're the face of the company. We're the guys you cheer for. We put on good matches and that's it. Where now there's a little bit of edge to them. And I think that that helps that situation, at least so far for me. And I've always said, I've been hard on the Young Bucks. They always talk about being the best in the world, and they weren't the champions. Now they're the champions, so now I can't really argue it very much. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, I, you know, I thought today they did every single thing right that you could ask for. So I put them at number two. But let's go on to number Three number three is Chris Jericho. I like that he explained how he buried the hatchet with Mike Tyson to get him back on his side. And once the match started against Dax, he seemed to be uh, more of a hard hitting, tougher kind of guy than he's been in a really long time. Matching Dax at his own game, and even as the world seemed to be imploding around him with the pinnacle coming to ringside, he still found a way to get a gutsy win against a tough opponent flobo boys that's me i know you have been critical of jericho in the past wow made it make me feel like i hate her all the time but yes i, I think <laughs> that this was a great showing for him i think this was a good match that he had and i think he basically went move for move with a guy who's still in his prime am i mistaken no, absolutely not. The thing about Jericho I've always had a problem with, and, and again, people have always said in my DMs, how dare you talk about the way people look. Like, I'm not body shaming <laughs> anyone in wrestling because I can't be a fan of Bronson Reed, right, or Braun Strowman when I say someone looks a certain way. My problem with Jericho was always his stamina. I felt like everyone had to slow down to work with him. Didn't hear it tonight. Yeah, he's 50 years old, but he went toe-to-toe -to -toe with his opponent. That is all I'm asking for because – Jericho's the kind of person, whether you like him or hate him, has the in-ring intelligence to give you a match if he can go at pace with his opponent. So I was happy on my list, probably in the mid-table, but not necessarily a bad reason why. But yeah, three's great. Josh, you agree? I do in a sense. Uh, agreeing with Flobo, yeah, Father Time definitely is undefeated <laughs> against everyone. Eventually, everyone's going to slow down, and it's good that Jericho has done a great job of tailoring his style and everything as time progressed on. So, Jack, reiterating to your point for more hard-hitting strikes, I think at this point, Jericho does have to rely on that. That's why he has the Judas effect at the very end. It's such a hard impact move because he can't really do the line salt as much as he'd like to back in his heydays in comparison. So, I think switching up the style now it would be beneficial for him and then him being the number three rank for this week. I would agree. Roger. We're the, so far. You <laughs> seem to have, we're two for two. If this was America's got talent, are you going to hit the X? Or are you going to send him through to Hollywood? Am I the Howie Mandel of the group? <laughs> I guess so. I guess he would be the Howie Mandel of the group. <laughs> I feel like he's not losing his battle against Father Time. This guy is losing the battle against the Bubbly because this guy is a rock star. All right. This guy likes to party hard. And this guy, you know, after a while, your body will catch up to you if you party like that. I think Jericho knows this and he suggested, he suggested his look to match, you know, how, how his age it reflects now. And I think his in-ring ability has always been, I don't think I've ever truly seen a bad Jericho match. At the worst, you get an average Jericho match. And I think Dax was a perfect opponent for him. I think they excelled in the ring and it really highlighted, we talked about tag teams last week about how sometimes they just match and they're good on their own. Dax really highlighted his talent as well. And I think a big part of that was being in there with Jericho. So I'm okay with this number. Yeah, I'm not I'm not eager for FTR to break up. I mean, Dax showed he could hang, I think, in the ring on his own. I think he made a, a good case for himself having singles matches, even after his match with uh, Jungle Boy a few weeks back. I think showed yeah. he was pretty good. But uh, I'm with you, Roger. And you know what, Josh? I got to disagree. There's a couple of people who have beaten old father time. One of them, Tom Brady. The other <laughs> one, Chris Jericho. I think they both would be <laughs> If you don't think Tom Brady looks like Groot when he walks on the pitch, you're crazy. That, Tom, Brady looks Tom, better. Tom Brady looks, looks better now than when he got drafted. Exactly. <sighs> Come on. No. Father Tom gets everyone. Josh is not wrong. You can't argue that, Jack. Come on. Flobo. I know you're saying Tom Brady's the greatest of all time. I'm not arguing that. I'm saying he there is decline there. It happens. It's God. natural. 
No, no. He's no. Not a <laughs> you're just you're just saying cliches at this point. Yeah, it's not None of those are accurate when it comes to Tom Brady. He's better looking. He's still winning Super Bowls. He's I have a feeling he's gonna go long past we're all dead of old age. I think he's gonna be a he's like a cyborg performance enhancing drug of all. There's things that are definite in this world, cockroaches and Tom Brady. Yes, one hundred percent. um one thing that's that's not definite, and that is best dressed. And this week the best dressed is the Young Bucks. Came out for the opening match with the amazing new white angel wing jackets with headbands that had beads hanging down. I'm going to pull back the Vacuna curtain just a little bit and let everyone know that I try my best to not give the best dress to someone who's already been on the list on the top 10. As the saying goes, though, checks over stripes. And when I saw those Jordan 1 retro high Dior's, I just said, too sweet and i knew that my hands were tied and i had to put them in the best dress spot there was literally nothing i could do about it i tried to find someone else but these guys completely blew everyone out of the water in the style department josh alonzo do you agree were they the best dress tonight no arguments here. I could to- totally agree. Uh, in comparison, they pretty much shamed everyone else's outfit tonight. And those Jordans, chef's kiss. Oh, Guys, uh, they're wearing, they wore the Air Jordan Dior's. These are worth over $10,000. Kamala Harris's nephew um, wore them to the inauguration. And that was the whole story that, that morning. This year, <laughs> we're getting political again. <laughs> I thought this is a political show. We just we debate the the subjects that matter. <laughs> but I feel like not only that, their backstage promo, uh, they're they're starting. I feel like they're going the Shawn Michaels route. You know, they started off with the rocker look, and this really felt like 1995 Shawn Michaels with Diesel. They had the cool black hat. They have the earring. I'm excited for the suck it chance in a few years. I agree. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, Monge uh, has asked in the chat, that's a saying, checks over stripes. It's from the Drake song, and it is alluding to the checks of Nike over the stripes of Adidas because Drake has a Nike deal and turned down Adidas, by the way. Checks silver stripes. That's Damn, Monge, like. you let Jack Farmer dunk you wearing a tie? Oh, <laughs> Back to the streets. Jack <laughs> Farmer genius. I love it. I love it. Uh, I didn't have a spot here for this one. Usually, I thought the show kind of separates best dress for someone on the ranking, but you know what? I'll make an exception this week. Those guys were they set up, and it matters because of when they came out. They look completely different than anything that a wrestling fan that was watching something else would have seen. So, props. I mean, like the fur on their pants, like I said, the beads on the headbands, the uh, the feather on the white jackets, and even the promo they did later, the acid wash jeans, just everything about them just had so much style and was so cool. Like I said, I was trying to find other people to put in here because I just I like to try to to spread the love a little bit. But <laughs> every person I saw, I was like, man, come on. I mean, MJF had a cool jacket, but come on. Like, over the Young Bucks, Hangman had a cool shirt, but come on, man. Over the Young Bucks, this was, it was just, there was no one I could pick that didn't seem like everyone would look at me like, Jack, really, you gave it to them over the Young Bucks? Young Bucks, just super cool tonight. I like that you started with war, and now you're spreading the love. <laughs> there's still time. There's, always there's still time. <laughs> We're gonna the valley. We're gonna pee. <laughs> We're gonna have a love war. Blankets. <laughs> uh, so we're going to keep on speaking of war. We're going to keep on marching on. Number four, it's Matt Hardy. Love that he knew that this was for the title and a no DQ match. So Hardy came out chair swinging. He used it relentlessly like a no DQ match in any wrestling video game I've ever played. Just immediate and constant weapons. Yeah. Also, not too good to have his business associates close the deal for him. Nothing here was illegal. It was all part of the rules, and it was a smart move. 
Credit to both parties as they both had to weather the storm of the Donnybrook, but the veteran wherewithal showed through as he took advantage of the nut shot with a also <laughs> adding a twist of seat uh, on the chair. I think Matt Hardy earned a lot of respect in this match. He's known for being extreme, but this was a different type of extreme. It was less falling and a more pointed attack that was completely relentless. And if not for a last gasp effort by Darby, Matt Hardy would probably be the TNT champion right now. Roger, he lost in the main event, but I thought it was a good showing. Do you think that the, the strong showing is enough to put him in the top half of the list? I think, I think it's worth discussing. <laughs> if we're talking about father time my goodness matt hardy i, I uh, like i I, lo I love matt hardy i'm a huge hardy boys fan but, I, I, but, <laughs> but. Guy, like matt hardy could barely walk anymore man like I, he's struggling out there i don't think he should be fighting extreme matches i don't like that he exposed the gorilla position like i said with Tony Khan running a whole production from a small table in the back. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to discuss. <laughs> what do you want him to be using in the back? Do you want it to be like the X-Men Cerebro room where he's like, <laughs> Imagine, going you know what? I was kind of thinking like every production table in AEW is kind of flimsy. It's just a regular wooden table with a tablecloth <laughs> over it. I'm just like, does WWE have a patent for those really awesome announce table type of things? Or like, what's going on here? Why can't we upgrade that? <laughs> I want those we tables. Who the table? Oh, it's broken. Damn. <laughs> Could you imagine they set it up at AEW and they get a cease and desist order? You can't use these tables. It's our tables. I mean, yeah, what do you want to – Flobo, do you think the fact that Matt Hardy's been around for a while and that he he went to the backstage <laughs> is enough to, to bump him down the list? I felt like uh, this was exactly what he was supposed to do. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a weird thing. Like, how dare they tell me something I don't normally see? <laughs> but, but, but Roger is not off his rocker. I do feel that if you want to, if you want to drag Jericho for the decline in him and his age, you cannot ignore Matt Hardy. Now, we love Matt Hardy, whether you like him broken or woken or virgin one or, or big money. It's okay. But he's not the same guy he is today. That said, main event was awesome. Darby Allen had to beat up somebody. <laughs> so fine. Uh, but, yeah, it's something I'm really concerned about. How many more matches does Matt, Mar Matt, Marty? Matt Hardy have in his arsenal? Why do we always feel it's our job as viewers to look out for the well-being of the wrestlers? Isn't it their job? Don't they have medical staff? Don't they? Have, I mean, I look. I don't want them to get human beings, Jack Farmer. I don't, I, don't want want to, I don't want them to get hurt. But I mean, isn't it kind of his job to figure that out? Isn't it? Who am I, I to say that he can't do things? It, it, look, I, I understand this. You know, you're a kid. You you have heroes, Indiana Jones. Oh, but like like Josh says, and then you wake <laughs> up, you realize Han Solo is moving pretty slow. You can stop. I've been entertained for years. It's okay. You don't owe us a dang thing. You know, go off in the sunset. I work everybody somewhere else. <laughs> but Matt Hart has oh said to kill himself. Every <laughs> yeah. week I it. Yeah, that my number one is Christian coming Cage. home to roost yes. when it comes to weather. <laughs> He's number one on my list for a reason. Christian Cage <laughs> is a former heavyweight champion. Um, so, uh, yeah, I I don't know. You guys are all crazy. I thought he did a great <laughs> job. I hey, remind us, Jack. What the? <laughs> <laughs> the only reason you guys are here is because I would seem like a crazy person. <laughs> Just talking to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I just invite you so I don't look insane. <laughs> um, you know, speaking of insane, at number five, we have Mike Tyson literally took a blank check and chewed it up and spit it out. He's the baddest man on the planet then, now, and forever. <laughs> speaking of cease and desist, later. Even after a speech from Jericho about how they're friends, he still said he'd knock him out if he acted up. I loved it. And after enforcing the law at ringside and being fair and impartial, he even still got to join the inner circle while wearing pink shorts. That, my friends, is a power play. Flobo, 
Did you like seeing Iron Mike Tyson join the inner circle tonight? I did. But why is Matt Hardy above Mike Tyson tonight? Because <laughs> Matt huh? Hardy was in a match in the main event. And he almost Mike, won the TNT title. Mike Tyson joined the inner circle. You know that Matt Hardy guy? He's pretty cool. I put him above. Are you kidding me? This guy's a legend, an icon. Worked on these things with Jericho and Matt Hardy somehow is a bigger deal. I don't know. This thing's all screwy. You just don't like Matt Hardy because he's a longtime rival of your BFF. <laughs> I have many BFFs, Jack. Who are you referring to? <laughs> I'm, starting, I'm starting to agree with Flobo. There's a lot of inconsistencies on this show. Josh Alonzo, I brought you here as my backup. You're here. You are the Raquel Gonzalez to my Dakota Kai. Protect me. What's going on? Like, doesn't Mike Tyson deserve to be up this high? Mike Tyson deserves to be number one, regardless <laughs> of who else is on the list. He is the baddest man on the planet for a reason. It doesn't matter who you are. You can be the toughest brawler on the street. You go up to Mike Tyson, you are going to piss your pants. Guaranteed. <laughs> can I just say, two nights ago... Um, Henry Cejudo posted on his Instagram that he went over to Arnold Schwarzenegger's house and Mike Tyson was there and Mike Tyson was playing chess with Arnold Schwarzenegger and then he played some putt-putt and he nailed two hole two hole-in-ones like while while smoking weed. This guy can do everything, man. Well, if they showed that, he'd have been number one. <laughs> No one's telling that Hardy stories. <laughs> uh, I, I've got to be honest with you. He almost went in best dress for rocking the pink shorts, by the way. Uh, I thought that was great. Respect. I like that he was just kind of like casual. Like, sure, he's on a show in front of a million people at home, and this is a really big deal. Yeah, he's going to wear T-shirts and a shorts, whatever. Uncle Mike. Straight up Uncle Mike. Uncle Mike. Wait, did you have Mike Tyson in your top 10 last week? No, it's not. No. I don't think so. <laughs> Mike Tyson. Oh, look, because here's the thing. Mike Tyson, he wasn't in a match. So he can't be higher than someone like Matt Hardy. He was he didn't win anything. He was an impartial enforcer. The only reason why he even actually got added, really, is because one, he's a superstar, Mike Tyson, and he joined the inner circle. Those are the things he did. Outside of that, he was just a special enforcer. <laughs> oh, absolutely. One of the biggest boxers on the planet gets involved in the biggest storyline in AEW and joins one side, standing toe-to-toe -to -toe with Chris Jericho <laughs> and Manny for over a decade. But no big deal. Matt Hardy is above Mike Tyson. Not to mention, Matt Hardy doesn't have the best knockout of the night knocking out Cash Wheeler. Just saying. That was a knockout. He's on the list. He's top five. He's in the top half. It's a great spot to be. I get so many handwritten letters <laughs> from wrestlers asking to be in the top five. Wow. Is this uh, yourself again? And they, they spray it with perfume and <laughs> they try to make it nice. But um, you guys are being difficult tonight. Oh, absolutely. You guys are just being difficult. I don't know if I like this show anymore. I might have to mix it up. Wait, um, I, saw, I saw one of the comments. Would you guys wear those pink shorts? I would. I actually yeah, I would. red ones. I wear red ones, not pink though. I'd rock pink. I wear pink shirts all the time. I, I would yeah. worry about spilling coffee on it, and then that looks weird, <laughs> you know. Um. So, uh, you know what? Now I'm gonna try to get something that we can all agree on. I'm gonna move on. We're moving fast through this show, you guys. Um, number six. It's Pack. This man does not have a weakness. Speed check. Strength, check. Intensity, check. Talent, check. The commentary team even compared him to Dynamite Kid. And look, a lot of people get compared to Dynamite Kid, but the snap and intensity of Pac is really something very few wrestlers have. And when he was able to just muscle up Nick and blue thunder bomb him and then have a delayed German suplex on Matt, that was insane. There are very few people on the planet that can stand across the ring from Pac and not break a sweat. And I think we saw why tonight. Josh Alonzo, I know you like Pac. I know you like his group. And I know you can say the name the way it's supposed to be said. So how do you feel about Pac here at number six? 
<laughs> We're losing him. <laughs> um, I think having him at number six would be ideal. His team did lose the match, so that kind of knocks it down the peg a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I do agree with the intensity. He, ever since his character changed from a few years back, he has been one of those wrestlers that has been super intense and very exciting to watch. And just thinking about the comparison between him and Dynamite Kid, I just, it just kind of popped in my head. It'd be really cool to see a tag team with him with Davy Boy Smith as well, or Davy Boy mm-hmm. Smith Jr. Mm-hmm. I think that would be really cool. And just having that connection of them being from England and then having the quote unquote uh, name from Davy Boy Smith Jr. from his dad and obviously his uncle as well. I think that would be a really good tag team, but him himself as a singles indiv- a single superstar, as I guess you can say, because I do consider him still a single star. He does definitely need to get that push, even if it's for the TNT title or hopefully in the foreseeable future. I'm just going to predict it now by next year, end of next year, hopefully he'll be the AEW champion. Oh, no, oh, I, I, it now. <laughs> Spicy take indeed. And maybe I don't think it's a, I don't think it's necessarily that risky. I think he's a, it's a, it's a solid take. I believe he very well could be uh, Roger. Um, a little bit of back and forth there from, from Josh as he is deciding <laughs> the placing, but I know he lost, but after the showing and he didn't take the pin, it wasn't his fault. They lost. I still think that he deserves to be up high. I'm okay anytime you put Pac this high. I, honestly, I think this guy was born in the wrong era. Like, if this guy had been born with, you know, if this guy was competing against, like, the Dean Malinkos, Eddie Guerreros, Kurt Angles, my goodness. Like, what a what a superstar. I, I, I feel like, yeah, he lost, but the intensity is there, and I'm always down for a Django de Muerte appearance, so I'm okay with this. Oh, man. Half the people on the show can say the name correctly. Uh, Lobo. What do you mean, you people? Uh, Not me. I know I can't. Lobo, I want to hear you say the name correctly. Go ahead, uh, Lobo. You got the Spanish I skills. I swear, I couldn't go Moreno. Hey, I can't. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, I actually have Peck higher, if you're going to believe it. Uh, in my list, I had Peck at number it. three. Oh, behind man. Mike Tyson and Christian Cage. No, I had Peck at number three because, frankly, look. Top of the hour, top of the show. Same reason why the Bucks are on this list as well. But the Bucks have to work off somebody who's like fantastic, the ones you want to root for, but then quite not goes away. Here's a finishing move that'll make kids and young adults and the demographic go, who's that character? Unfortunately, in Pac's run at AEW, is always seems to be start and stop, start and stop. But if you can find a consistent program, which may happen tonight, Josh Masha's uh, thing may come true. But it has to be that. But as far as today, I think out of nowhere, I gave it number three. So, yeah. Yeah, it's um, I, I agree with you on that flow. But the start and stop, I don't think it's been his fault. Obviously, the world shut down, but I think that did stunt him a little bit in his crusade to the top of the card. But I think you know, maybe I'll come back. I don't know. Uh, and Charlene, real quick in the chat, asks Roger <laughs> what he puts in his hair. It's Prayers. amazing and healthy. Charlene, you have just uncorked <laughs> a bottle of all sorts of information. Um, uh, uh, yeah, it, you have to go to the Patreon, Charlene. <laughs> that's the after dark show. Back. What's up with that? <laughs> that's the after dark show we do here, guys. Or maybe, yeah. or maybe it's Maybelline. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> that is a spoiler job. Well. It's that time, guys. It's it's the time I don't like. It's the time that is always difficult. But uh, the producers, they say, I have to do this. They say, I have to do what's called the dud of the week. The show's <laughs> AEW Dynamite. Not all Dynamite goes off. Something is the dud. If everyone is ranked, someone has to be last place this week. The dud of the week is... Christian Cage. Oh my God! You were going to set him off. In. Oh, why? Six why? weeks oh. in. Six weeks in, and he's had one match, and <laughs> you still stop doing this. You still couldn't find the time to call back Taz. Also, <laughs> the one match he had was because Kaz basically bullied him into it. Now his next match with Hobbs, why? Because Hobbs forced him into it. Outwork everyone. Just try working every now and again. Oh, Christian my goodness. Cage. Flobo, defend yes. your boy. You do this every week. 
You do this every week because you understand this show is a ranking, right? Am I saying Christian Cage deserves to be number one? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. But okay, you can't make him number one. You're telling me there are people that are no worse than Christian Cage this week? You had a man that quit a match, he got punched in the gut. It was just too hard. And you're telling me Christian Cage is less than that guy? You got, uh, what's his name, Cash Wheeler got knocked the hell out Friday style. And you're saying a guy is less than that? Christian Cage is a Hall of Famer, not just in AEW, which you will be, not just in WWE, which you will be, but also the NWA, which you will be. One of the most decorated champions of all time, and he's in a storyline with the slow, the slow burn, the kind of storytelling you like. And every week I sit here like this <laughs> and listen to you talk about your flim flam and your fancy ties and your hair product, and now you're telling me Christian Cage is my minus one. How many points does Christian Cage have? Because he deserves a lot. <laughs> more he deserves if he got if he got a point for every match he had he'd have one point after six weeks of telling me that he's gonna outwork everybody and even today he's like I, i'm looking for a match tonight he still didn't have a that's match not his voice. That's, that's his voice it's not, it's not like that i'm looking for a match like, guys it's time <laughs> i'd like i'd like an opportunity i think he'd be perfect on team taz because they don't seem to wrestle very much either <laughs> it's a perfect combination why do you do this why why because he never wrestles he says he's gonna outwork everyone every week and then he never steps into the ring he Six. didn't say it Overrated. You can say underwhelming. You can't say a dud if he's done nothing. A, a, a guy quit today. He got punched in the gut. Okay, in a the, wrestling match. the guy that got punched actually wrestled. Yes. Sorry, Pueblo. I got a side with uh he's done this. This is the fourth week <laughs> he's done this. I want to give him points. Yeah, yeah, but sure, no, you don't. Wrestle. No, you do not. No, you don't. Show up. No, you don't. No, you don't. He doesn't, like, you, you can't rest on your laurels. You can't just bury <laughs> at heart and be like, oh, he's been doing this for a thousand years. I don't know. Maybe he shouldn't do this anymore. And then you have a guy come in and go, I'm going to outwork everyone and then never wrestle, ever. I mean, here's a, here's a little fun factoid. Of the fun 10 factoid. people who made the list, Nine of them have wrestled more on dynamite than Christian Cage. Okay. So what are you trying to say? So how can he say we're not even, I'm not counting dark. I'm counting on dynamite. I understand this, Jack. And I'm talking in the six weeks that he's been there. You can't say you're going to outwork everyone when literally every other person is working more often than you. You don't have matches at Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Is anyone coming up to you and be like, <laughs> Jack, you're lame. What? Christian, <laughs> hold on. Christian Cage. Uh, I don't say I work harder than everybody. Christian Cage has a match. Christian Cage has had a match. Christian Cage has been on TV. I'm not denying that. And he's a legend, even though you come out disrespecting either with you too, Roger. But what I'm saying <laughs> is this. You have a roster of people that have done less, that have tripped, that have got punched in the face, that get thrown in body bags. Of all the weeks you put him as negative one point, you're doing this just to troll me. I'm telling you guys, it sucks. Okay, but even the fact that Taz came out and said, you never returned my call. What is Christian doing every week? Would you yes. return Taz's call? His, his fashion sucks. His fashion <laughs> Bucks. Will Hobbs is probably eating that catering all the time. Ricky Sark is carrying the whole thing by himself because his own manager can't even cut promos anymore. And Brian Cage has a title he's defended once in how much time? I wouldn't pick uh, up the phone from Taz either. That one defense puts him <laughs> equal with Christian Cage. Is he on the list the today, though? Is he on the uh, list today? I mean, Josh, so this is a battle we have because Christian <laughs> we'll Cage always says he's going week. to outwork everybody and then he never actually wrestles. Do you think he deserves dud of the week if he's going to say he's going to outwork everyone and then doesn't wrestle and just gets beat up? I mean, I did see that one match with Kaz, and I totally forgot. I thought he, I assumed he's been <laughs> wrestling more because I've been watching more WWE. But the fact that I came back this week and I found out, oh, he's only had one match, though. And I agree with Monge. Uh, Anthony Hagogo has done more with him, and he also made someone quit mid match. So. Guys, Hook was, ending for a match. Hook was trending. There's hookers on Twitter, and no one's talking about Christian. <laughs> <laughs> okay, they're hookers. I am reordering this list. Hook is number one. <laughs> <laughs> Hook now became number one. I'm so many, many Taz. 
<laughs> Yo, man, that is fantastic. Thanks, Soccer Monkey Mike. A true journalist knows exactly what's going on. Well, speaking of true journalism, let's just move on. Let's go to number seven. It's Powerhouse Hobbs. <laughs> Came in with a lot of promise and then waited a while while the bigger stars of the group had their time to shine. Then started bickering, so Powerhouse decided to get back to doing what made him a powerhouse in the first place, and that's just going out and wrecking people, just leveling the future Hall of Famer and throwing him around like a rag doll and showing that whether you're a former champion or someone trying to make a name for yourself on elevation, it isn't just Hobbs' house. It's powerhouse. Now, Josh Alonzo, do you think powerhouse Hobbs, after just wrecking Christian Cage in a dominant fashion, even though he didn't have a match, just destroying Christian Cage effortlessly, do you think that that puts him on the list? It definitely does. For oh, you're kidding me, Josh! Come on! <laughs> I'm not. I mean, in comparison, I do agree with what Flo was no. saying that Christian is a top-rated talent. But is Powerhouse number eight? Yes, because for the fact that he brutalized someone who did as much as he did in comparison, <laughs> Christian, from what I saw, did not fight back very much. Powerhouse was really hot. Holy wrecked them out and pretty much sets up for the match for next week so guys when's the last time we saw powerhouse Hobbs do anything and he was like you know what christian is weak enough to take a beating and he went for it yeah he just went and he met he, i'll say this i think gravity put up more of a fight against Hobbs than christian cage did i mean in all honesty i mean you gotta if we're gonna big up christian cage as much as we do then the fact you that never do that, Jack. came you never out up, and, just, about? and just threw him around, I mean, that's a big step. But you got to admit that Hobbs stepped up big time, right? You know you're talking lies because you're lagging every time you make fun of Christian. But I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say this one time. On a show where we saw Red Velvet and Jade Cargill have a classic, on a show where we saw Chris Statlander reestablish her place, not only with the best friends, but in the women's division, you put Powerhouse Hobbs as number eight just because he picked Christian? Here's a guy that was a hot prospect, a farmer's market pick, and hasn't been featured. In fact, he's a, a guy that hasn't wrestled nearly as much as everyone says he does. But you do it just to spite me. You are a real <laughs> farmer. I want you to know this. I'm a natural face. The fact, those poor ladies, those poor women have to get suppressed because you want to put a little dud segment next to the little powerhouse house segment. Tells me this list is a sham. A sham! I don't know how you can sit there and act like Christian Cage is a big deal and then say a guy who went from the bottom of the rankings and just destroyed him effortlessly doesn't deserve a place on the list. It seems kind of contradicting. You know what's contradicting? Trying to put powerhouse Hobbs in a ranking known full well he hasn't done anything, which he should have because, one, he's been signed longer. Two, he's in a group where the manager keeps saying we're going to take over, but they're always outside. They're always <laughs> backstage. And three, your, your, your crown jewel, Brian, has a, has a title belt he almost never defends. So you tell me, Jack Bummer, you're talking about contradictory? How does one get on this list? How? Did you become a hater of Christian? Is that how you get on the list? Because I need to know. <laughs> That's a good method. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, if you're going to wreck former champions, yeah, that'll get you on the list. If you're going to get beat up, then no, that's not going to help you much at all. Roger, what do you think? I'm down for the powerhouse, baby. I'm okay with this. A hundred percent. I love it. I love it. I think that we're I'm all in agreement here. We need you. No, we're not. No. <laughs> <laughs> Of a mother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, come on. I think it's great. Speaking of, though, let's move on to number eight. We have Jade Cargill. 
I've said lots of great things about her already, but that fallaway slam over the guardrail and into the rest of the women's division was just a thing of beauty on multiple levels. And the stalling vertical suplex was also impressive. It was a dominant win in what should be closing out her first rivalry, still unbeaten and starting to feel like a true special attraction in the women's division, not just any other competitor. Josh, you said you haven't been watching a lot of AEW recently. Is this your first view of Jade Cargill? And whether or not it was, what do you think of her? This is actually my second. I did see her teaming up with Shaq against Cody and Red Velvet. Great match and everything. And I'm going to take another hot take right now. By the end of this year, Jade will become women's champion. I'm These calling it now. <laughs> <laughs> They're just... Yeah. He's, he's doing my farmer's market thing where he just says everyone's going to be a champion. And then eventually one of them's right. And that's just the only one you ever call back. Um, now, Flobo, uh, I, know, I know we disagreed. But, I mean, dominant win by Jade Cargill over her first rival. I mean, that's worth a spot on the list, right? Worth a spot on the list? But you have her below Will Hobbs? Why? Because <laughs> Will Hobbs wrecked a Hall of Famer. Stop with that. Christian aside, Jade Cargill's went from being, I can't believe she's here, to being a bona fide member of the roster, and you think that she is worth number eight in this list this week? How do you you how do you keep flip flopping on the value of Christian Cage? He can't be great, and then I'm not, get I'm not talking about Christian. I'm not talking deal. about Christian. <laughs> we moved off of Christian because I can't because you're going to troll me every week at that. I'm talking about Jade Cargo. I'm talking about the the yeah. growth, the strength of competition, having a one on one with Red Velvet. Objectively on this list, you're telling me that there's seven other talents today that did more of an impact than Jade Cargo. Yeah, because wow. I think I think that right now she's still far away from the title. Okay, she's well, still Josh Rogers had her pick to win the title belt, but in, in, year. Year, in a year, in a year, which I agree. But I think there's a lot of people like Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker, obviously Hikaru Shida, Chris Statlander, as you'd also mentioned, is in there. Penelope Ford. There's a lot of people that are. I think she has to still get through. Now it's a it's a great showing. She's it's a great start. But that's what it is, is a start. Yeah, she still has to go through a murderer's row of a roster of AEW women's wrestlers because there are some stars in that division at the moment. So for her starting off, really just like showing her talents and really showing that powerhouse mentality that she has, it's only the beginning for her. So the sky's the limit for her. I, I think my main issue with her is why is why why is she still feuding with Red Velvet? Like, what's her problem? Like, I don't even get why they hate each other. Yeah, it is kind of funny because it was like she hated Brandy, and then Brandy's like, "Well, I, I have to, I can't be a part <laughs> of this. Pregnant, um, Red Velvet, can you step in?" And then Jade was like, "I'm killing you!" Like she went, she went hard against her, and I still don't know why. So, I mean, good for her for like kicking some ass, but I mean, calm down, Jade. <laughs> no, Red Velvet's just trying to work. That's just trying to get, earn a paycheck. Here. Uh, Red Velvet did great, by the way, as well. Um, that's uh, we're we're running low on time, so we're gonna keep on moving. Uh, number nine, Anthony Agogo. He beat an unranked opponent, but hey, Anthony Agogo's still unranked, right? <laughs> so he wins with a gut punch in quick fashion. I love that he has the Olympic logo on his trunks to remind people he's competed at top levels before and could have a career just as big as another former Olympic athlete. But with his already unbeaten streak due to a quick win, I'm thinking he may be more like another superstar Hall of Famer. But whether or not that happens depends on who's next. Roger, do you expect big things from Anthony Agogo? I do, because that's a cool name. And if you don't do something with that name, then you know you should be disappointed with yourself. And do you agree, Flobo? Is you? <laughs> I'll be disappointed in myself. Sure, yeah. No, it's fine. Nine, nine spots, okay. My, my issue was not so much him. It was his opponent losing on strikes. A single strike, which is the most weirdest thing I've seen since when Bobby Lashley, when he was an MMA star, quit on strikes. Stop. It hurts too much. I am about to we're about to argue again. Why are we arguing again? Because you what? were all flustered with butterfly kisses for Dave Mastiff when he won his match in the Heritage Cup via punch knockout. No, I wasn't. That was you. You're a Dave Mastiff fan. I was okay with him. I didn't. Yeah, so you're okay. Yeah, I get. Well, look, I did look, give him. Look, I'm, I'm not knocking him. We'll go. You gave him two points. It makes perfect sense. I just don't think the strength of the competition was that great because it was a weird right. ending. I don't. I am not more sold on him than I was before. It was like, oh snap! <laughs> like, okay, it ended. 
Oh, look, a progressive uh, ad. Fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, fine. Yeah. fine. Yeah, that's why he's, I, I admit the, the strength of competition was pretty low. Uh, Josh, did you like seeing him? I know you, you're an MMA fan, so seeing a boxer in the ring must have been cool. That was really cool, but I am going to call it now. He is going to be a future dead of the week, and here's why. <laughs> Ooh, I like this take. The fact no. that... You I know, say, if you say he's going to be a champ, a world champion, no. I'm like, okay, you're, you're, <laughs> he's going to be a champion. Too. I, like, I like his gimmick starting off. It's really cool to see a boxer in a wrestling ring. However, there is a limitation to that because he is predominantly going to go for strikes. And I feel like eventually they're going to have a storyline where they're going to say, Hey, he can only do striking. He's not really good at the grappling aspect of it. So I think that's going to bring his stock a little bit lower. That's just me going into the sense of an MMA realm, because typically when you have strikers go up against well-rounded people, they absolutely suck against them and they do horribly against that. So it's cool to see him right now, get on his little hot streak, but then eventually he's going to meet with the, uh, I'm going to say it's either going to be Christian that takes him out, honestly, to be honest, or Pac, even that. And I think Don't that's worry, like really, really, anyway. no. But eventually it's going to be a point where Anthony Agogo is just going to drop. His stock is looking good right now, but eventually it's just going to dip. Well, I, I, I might age myself, but I know you have a lot of good tape study to back up everything you said. But I might age myself with my tape study, and I don't know if you ever saw WCW NWO Revenge, but the unlockable <laughs> boss, Joe Bruiser, was nearly unstoppable because he'd knock you out every time. I am probably going way too far back with that reference, but uh, in any case, uh, let's go on to number 10. It's Ray Phoenix reversed a double team power bomb set up to a Frankensteiner and landed on his feet doing it. He's so fluid and smooth and so fast. I can't help but think he could be a tag team champion with anyone and no disrespect to any partner he has, but he can get to any corner, any moment and change the pace. And even if he's not getting a hot tag, he can provide a hot tag and he can be a hot tag. Even if no tags are happening. Speaking of hot tags, that hot tag where he jumped to the moon, then walked on the ropes and Frankensteiner before a double cutter, mwah, got his mask removed and cost him a match. But if not for that, he'd probably be a tag. Flobo, he took a loss. He took the pin. But I still think he's worth a number 10 spot based on just how amazing he is in the ring. Is that a fair call? It's hard to argue because the 10 spots worth a single point. But if you took the pin and you lose your mask, not saying you should be done of the week, but wouldn't he be in contention to be a done of the week in that way? He was, to be fair. Well, getting your mask taken off is like a low blow. Like that, that doesn't count against you guys. I, I, I don't know. I think it's a bad look. I, I do flow. <laughs> no, honestly, it was, it was between the two. The difference was uh, Phoenix looked amazing in his match. He had, he, he was, I couldn't in do good conscience give him dud of the week when he did so many amazing things. That was what saved him to be just pull back the curtain. Well, I appreciate you. I said, You had a match. <laughs> but, yeah. But, but yeah, no, it was a solid effort. Yeah. Why'd I get the point for that? Sure. It was one of the best yeah. segments of the show, I thought. Yeah. Josh, you agree? <laughs> he's not a yes. For those in yeah. the audio version, he's not a yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then Roger, I know you're a big Phoenix fan. Do you think this is a fair spot or do you think it's too far down? Yeah, Ray Phoenix is entertaining. Honestly, first off, the comments are amazing. The comment section is crazy right now in the chat. And then and second, if you guys can, go watch Lucha Underground whenever you can. His oh, matches yeah. there are phenomenal. This guy is unstoppable. Just watch his whole library. Yeah, he's he's great. His match with Mil Muertes is one of my favorites. Um, it's a great match to watch there. He, I think Mil Muertes murders him. I don't know how he. I think no. I think that's actually what happens in the show. If you watch Lucha Underground, you know what I mean. I think he actually dies in this match. <laughs> um, about wrestling murders and masks. Um, so this is the last part of the show. It's called farmer's market. If you, if you're new to the show, the way farmer's market works, my name's Jack farmer. So I treat it like a, the wrestlers, like it's a farmer's market. It's all fresh produce. It's new stuff. My name's farmer market. It's also like a stock market, which stock is going to go up. Who should you buy now? Basically I pick a new person from dark every single week and say, Hey, you should look out for them. Cause they're going to be a big star soon this week. 
Farmer's Market is Kanosuke Takeshita, standing at six foot two, 242 pounds, and is a multi-time champ in DDT. Kenny Omega once said he was the future. He's only 25, and he's already killing it. Put on a show stealer with Danny Limelight on Elevation. He, Danny Limelight always seems to be stealing show matches, uh, but uh, that's a story for another day. He had Excalibur added specifically for his match, and he got the win over Limelight, who, as mentioned, has been a standout, even had a few go-rounds with Kenny Omega himself. Uh, so beating Danny Limelight means something. But then he actually had an interview with Kenny Omega and has another match lined up already. So if his stock hasn't already shot up, you need to buy it now because I have a feeling he's going to be a big deal here in AEW very, very soon. Did you guys check out AW Dark or uh, Elevation? Any of you? No. Post wrestling okay. hangover. Post wrestling hangover. <laughs> yeah. It was no. a long week, man. <laughs> yeah, I get it. No, no, it's no hard feelings. I would say if you if you're looking for a banger, check out his match with Danny Limelight. It actually is. It's it's a really good, good, good match worth checking out. Now we've already gone over an hour, so we're gonna wrap it up real quick. Josh, thank you so much for joining us. It was great getting to chat with you again. Um, where can the world find you online? You guys can find me online on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at J-O-A-L-3-2-3. At Roger Corral. You can find me on YouTube, Roger Talks Wrestling. And Flobo Boyce. Well, I'm trying to start the Christian Cage like fan club, but uh, in the meantime, you can follow me at flopito.com. And on Thursdays, Jack gets me back and trolls even more on Draped in Gold. Recover the other side of the former Wednesday Night War, drapedingold.com, covering NXT and NXT UK talk. The Triple C will rise, the Christian Cage Coalition. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe if he ever shows up to work. But he uh, shows up. He's there. You, he's he's there. Yeah, he shows up. <laughs> he does. He just hangs out by the water cooler talking about what he watched on TV last week. But you can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. And you can check me out on Championship Wrestling from Hollywood every weekend as part of the United Wrestling Network. It's on Fight TV, YouTube, and KDOC LA locally. I also every now and again do the everything tournament with Flobo Boyce and uh, Evan. Evan T. Mac and Heidi Mac and everyone. So make sure you follow Real Jack Farmer at Real Jack Farmer. I can't end the show because he has the controls. Oh, he's back. What's up? <laughs> do it, Flobo. Do it. What's going on with my internet? I had so it's Christian Cage. Damn it. This no, is Christian Cage is cutting in. He's like, I would rather hack the stream than go to work. Uh <laughs> So anyways, you can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. I'm also going to be hosting the Wrestling Inc. Raw after show from now on. I'm going to end it before the stream gets any worse. You guys, thank you so much for joining us. And as always, until next time, do your best and be yourself.